Hey gents, welcome to another awesome episode of the Fit Pro Show and I've got some incredible Fit Pros lined up to answer some questions and hopefully I'll be able to answer them. First up, we've got Chris. Chris, how are Afternoon, you? Jamie. I'm very good, thank you. How about yourself? Not too bad, Chris. I noticed that you had uh, quite a few questions to ask me. Um, <laughs> so far away, we'll try and get two and if they're quickly answered, which if we're thinking of myself and answering questions quickly for those that know me, that doesn't tend to happen. So we'll try and get through as many as possible. Before we get started with that though, Chris, if you wouldn't mind uh, introducing yourself, who you are, where you're from and what your business is about. Lovely, thank you very much. So my, yeah, my name is Chris and uh, I'm from Whitstable, based down in Kent. And my business is LNK Fitness, a supplement um, distribution company. And I also write articles on health and fitness and, uh, yeah, and help individuals reach some fitness goals that they've got as well. Oh, fantastic, so, yeah. Chris. What's, what's your first question, Chris? So my first question, obviously with lockdown, all the gyms have shut and, you know, life has become quite difficult for some personal trainers, for instance. I think a lot of people really felt the effect. Um, but obviously with online coaching, that in turn has given the PTs a, um, you know, a, line, a, a lifeline. But then also as well, it's brought on new people. So there'll be a lot of people signing up to becoming PTs and everything else. In your experience, for someone that's just coming up to becoming a PT, going through the course and everything else. What are the like absolute do's and don'ts? Do you have like an absolute set criteria of what to aim for or experience or any knowledge bombs to give them? I think one of the most important things is to focus on bringing value to the market. And the way that you bring value to the market is helping people get healthier, happier, fitter and stronger and being fully aware of that. One of the biggest mistakes a lot of trainers have and do is that they spend too much time looking what other people are doing. And it's important to do to see where the market is and what people are offering. But if it is part of your day-to-day -day routine, you're going to end up very overwhelmed. One of the issues with the internet, and it's a huge issue, is just the fact that there is such an abundance of information. And I don't know about you, Chris, but when you spend a certain amount of time online what they call doom scrolling, which a lot of people have been, you just tend to get your heart rate going up. You tend to get more anxiety and you tend to delve deeper into things that don't matter. One of the biggest yeah. things I can say to a trainer is to focus and just have clarity on who it is that you want to work with and what value that you can give to them. And the value that you can give is solving their problems. And the more that you know about people's problems, the more that you can solve. It's important to look at one or two people to obviously get aspirations and get motivations and see what the market is doing. But that doesn't mean that you need to follow every single personal trainer because that ends up getting overwhelmed. Absolutely. And then obviously sort of the tails onto that, looking at you specifically yourself. And obviously you're one of the top transformation coaches in the UK. You've competed and won at the highest level. What was it for you that you, obviously there's a lot of reflection upon building yourself up with the businesses and sort of the, you know, you've got the trainer mind and, you know, the six week train with Jane for everything else. What was it that made you go, okay, this is how I'm going to make people healthier, fitter, stronger but then this is how I'm going to do it. And how did you implement those things? Basically, how did you manage to get, right, this is how I'm going to impact everyone else. Here we go. I was, I think, Chris, I, I was very fortunate when I started off as a personal trainer because I'd never seen another personal trainer work before. Because as soon as I got my qualification, 
I had my own place. So I, I did my own thing and I wasn't surrounded by looking at what other people were doing. And in my head, my focus was getting people results. And, and one thing, not until I was about six months, a year into my journey, was the assumption that people were doing what I was doing. And what I was focusing on was, yes, the one hour that people were with me, but I was also focusing on the other 23 that they weren't. And the other 23 yeah. that they weren't, I was very much focused on their mindset, very much focused on their sleep, very much focused on their nutrition, and what it was that they were doing. And I didn't realize that a lot of people at the time weren't doing that. They were a case of, right, the client's with me, and when it's not, it's not my responsibility. And it came, you know, it came into my tagline as a, I didn't want to call myself a personal trainer. I wanted to call myself a body transformation coach. And it's something that a lot of people call themselves now. And the whole tagline for me was, most PTs worry about that one hour um, that they're with you. And I focus on that one hour plus the other 23. So I think that was what really stuck out for me. The fact that I actually, you know, in my eyes, came into personal training at an uh, a more mature age based on what I had done in the past. You know, I was a British Army soldier for seven to eight years. Um, I then worked abroad. Uh, I worked all over the world. And then I became a PT. Had I gone into it at 16 or 18 years of age, I wouldn't have been the PT uh, that, I, that I was and am now. Okay, perfect. And then obviously... Going from, obviously, it's very interesting, the, the, the transition going from a, you know, from within the British Army to then that very sudden moment that you had where you got off the plane and you received that phone call. And then, obviously, you built yourself up from there. With lockdown, people have lost jobs and, you know, their lives are being seriously affected. It wasn't so much lockdown that did that for you, for instance, but it was sort of like that. You could say there was quite, you know, it's quite relatable to yourself and people. That, what is the one piece of advice that people listening to this and might be going, look, I'm in a lull right now. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what my life is doing. Is there that one piece of advice or, you know, the thing that you could say to someone that goes, actually, do you know what? It's going to be okay. Some people have taken this the wrong way with my intentions for saying this. But one thing that, once again, I'll, I'll give you some context, uh, as you just uh, alluded to, Chris. I was made redundant from my job. I was, um, I had no money. I had about 800 quid in the bank and I just got a brand new house with the wife, which the mortgage was about 12, 1300 pounds a month. Um, I put 16,000 pound on a credit card, bought a little studio on an industrial estate by a prison, couldn't afford a car. So I had to borrow my dad's bike and I had to cycle up there every day, wind, rain or snow for a year um, to, to get to work. And the thing that, enable me to do that was knowing two things. No one's coming to save me and no one cares. The only person that's going to get myself out of this rut and solve it is me. And one of the biggest issues that I see with a lot of people, as with anything, when shit hits the fan, you know, as a soldier, when shit hits the fan, you have been trained to go through the motions to save and rescue yourself and the people around you. If you freeze, people die. So you need to fight through. And unfortunately, you have these people when shit hits the fan, they just freeze. Or they expect somebody else to save them. And when you understand that nobody else is going to do that, then it's up to you. And when your back's against the wall, it's what you do from there. Or when shit hits the fan, it's what you do from there that makes the difference. And when I look back at 
periods in my life where it's be, it's felt rock bottom. They've always been the pinnacle pivots and changes in my life to something better. So now when I do get those fuck, you know, everything's not going right. I actually smile. I'm like, right, plot twist. Where do we go from here? And it's knowing that the outcome is not the outcome. Because if you, you know, if you just think, right, that's it, there's nothing else I can do. You, you, that's, that's, that's a fa complete failure. I, I say an example of the two different things between failure and failing. Failure is throwing in the towel. Failing is a natural part of success. So make sure that when you fuck up, when you make a mistake, when things don't go right, that is you gaining experience and getting better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I, I certainly think people can take away from that, that, you know, if you're on your own, you know, you're going to be okay. You just got to get yourself out of the shit and go from there, really. So, but no, I appreciate that. Last one. Are you going to write any more books? Yes. The answer is yes. I've got some ideas for a couple of books and I do want to write some more, but that I've just got a lot on at the moment. So it's about prioritizing things, but I would probably say next year is when the focus that I will be writing another one. Fantastic. No, I appreciate that. Thank you very much for, you, for that, Jamie. Definitely brilliant. And thank you, Chris. <laughs> much appreciated. No worries. Thank you. Right. Let's get our next guest in. George, how are you? I'm all right. How are you? I am very well, thanks, mate. Thank you. you thank you for this opportunity. You are more than welcome. You just want to take some time to introduce yourself to the audience, who you are, where you're from, and what you do? Yeah, sure. So I'm George, and I'm based in London. And like many in the fitness industry, we wear a lot of hats and spin a lot of plates. But mainly through lockdown, um, my hats and my plates, they, they're based around the, um, the education uh, space. So I'm an online tutor for level two, level three personal training. Um, at the moment, we're kind of a startup company for Power Academy UK and running my own business. So going from on land to now online, where um, so my business is called uh, Trainwise Lifestyle with Fitness Coaching. And mainly it's all about how I can help the, uh, the ladies find their inner fitness. Love it, George. And what's your first question? Well, based on that... Um, it's, um, you speak a lot about serving people. And there's one thing that's always come up is that you can't serve people from an empty vessel. And similar to that, to that narrative, I also say, what kind of fuel are you putting in? So I look at that as personal development, self-development. So it's not in line with like a business sense. It's more in line with personal and your values and how you want to go forward and i think it will help a lot of people in this time on how important self-development is to serve others not necessarily as a business just to serve others so my question is how what would you say are strategies for developing yourself there's two which i've approached to there's a one chapter a day analogy and there's non-negotiables. So the one chapter a day analogy, as um, I've already discussed, it's committing to something for 15 to 30 minutes a day and being patient with it for the next one to two years. Because if you are patient and persistent and consistent with those 
one or two 15 minute things. Small things done consistently compound to big results. My focus this year is I wake up, I spend 15 minutes stretching and mobilizing and 15 minutes reading a book. I've got, you know, we're here at the end of Jan and I've got four books in the bag already just from doing that 15 minutes of non, you know, focus on reading. And also, as you know, with stretching and mobility, so many of us don't do it and we need to do more of it. And it only improves and gets more, um, less prone to injury when you're consistent with it. You know, stretching for a week isn't going to make a massive difference. Stretching for six months to a year consistently, you're going to see a massive difference. So firstly, those little 15 minutes things are important. And then non-negotiables. I know that my training is a non-negotiable. I know that um, my own walks and other things like that are non-negotiable. So they get factored in my diary as appointments to myself. And if you are in control of your diary, which, you know, if you are running your own fitness business, you are, you need to be putting these appointments in your diary for yourself as non-negotiables. Yeah, that is, that's beautiful. It ties in really, really well um, because I've started like a service off my own uh, platforms that every single morning I'm there in front of the screen and I'm stretching for 25, 30 minutes. And it's, it's to help people who feel locked in on this time of lockdown just to get locked out and that's kind of the tagline that i've used so that that's pretty awesome and yeah i always say non-negotiables but i take that from you but there you go um my next question is about part of my value ladder so a rung on my value ladder is about when i'm talking with clients when i'm giving them the service it's making them understand that fitness is not really about just exercise and nutrition it embodies a whole lot more so when I said to you, I help women find their inner fitness, it's through creating the understanding of their own personal values. And I go by three main values, which is um, self-love, self-care, nutrition, and movement. But embodying that, that's how we create the inner fitness and making the women especially be the CEO of their bodies. So it kind of is in line with the first question, but it's more about how would you say someone can find their inner fitness, not just through nutrition or movement? I think it's knowing the, it comes, kind of comes back to what I said with Chris about knowing that nobody is coming to help you. We, we have this thing about, I think the word is learned helplessness. And I use this great analogy of the elephant and a rope. And for those who don't know the analogy of an elephant and a rope, there's a guy on holiday in India and he noticed these big elephants and they had a tiny rope which was just staked into the ground. And he says to one of the elephant keepers, he goes, why, why doesn't that elephant move? You know, it could easily snap that rope. And, and the, the guy said, well, when they're young, we, we obviously put that rope around their leg. And when they're young, they try and escape, but they're obviously young and too weak to escape from that. So after a while, they just stop bothering. And as they grow older, they never know that they can break through from that rope. And I think our job as fitness professionals is to help people break free from that rope and know that they are in control of their own life. They are in control of their decisions, what they do, what they don't do, what they can do, what they can't do. And that's what empowers people because there's no longer, I can't do that. It's how do I do that? Yeah, that's beautiful. Empowerment, that's beautiful. So thank you. 
I'm like super grateful of this opportunity and everything that you give us. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, George. Thank you ever so much. Thanks. Okay. And uh, next up, we have Cathol. Cathol, how are you? How you doing, Jamie? I'm all right. Good, good. Oh. If you wouldn't just, if you wouldn't mind just uh, letting the audience know who you are, where you're from, and what you do. Hi, I'm Cal, uh, Cal Savage. I'm from Galway in Ireland. I I work with women between 25 and 45 that are frustrated at trying to lose weight in the past but have failed to keep it off. So I work with them to get leaner, fitter and more confident through habit-based goals. Love it. And what's your first question? First question, Jamie. Tips on prompting current followers to book a call. Take an action to work with them. So one of the things that you need to be is more proactive and giving people a reason to book in that call. Something that is incredibly powerful and has helped a lot for me is something that I say quizzes to grow your business. Now, when you're saying book a call, a lot of the time people won't book a call because they don't think they need help. And sometimes when you're creating a quiz or a form for them to fill out, and let's just say that you had 10 questions, which rates them, they have, you have three questions on nutrition, three questions on training, and three questions on mindset. And they're just rating, what would you, you know, what would you rate this from one to five? What would you rate that from one to five? And then they get a score at the end that says, your nutrition is pretty low, your training's pretty low, and your mindset's pretty low. Or your nutrition's good, your training's good, but your mindset's low. What you've done then is identified an issue which they might want solving, and now they might go, shit, I need to do something about this. And then they're more reluctant to jump on the call because you've highlighted an issue that they needed uh, to solve. So that, for me, creating some kind of quiz which gives people a score, which then invites people on to jump onto a conversation to see how you can help, can massively change that booking a call for you to solve their problem. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah, give them, yeah, that, that makes total sense. Make them aware of the problem and then give them a, a, a call to make a solution, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah, I think one of the biggest lead generators that I had was a couple of years back and it was a drop body fat or build muscle quiz. And it's, of course, something that a lot of us fitness professionals face. People say, I want to drop body fat, but I also want to build muscle. Which should I do? And it's kind of one of those open-ended questions. Well, it depends. So I created this quiz, which actually gave people the result of, you should focus on dropping body fat, or you should focus on building muscle, based on a number of questions. But what that enabled me to do is get a 1,000 leads generated in 24 hours, and also segment them down into people who were looking for advice for dropping body fat, and people who were looking for advice to build muscle, which was more valuable information to that individual. Yeah, that's really good. Okay, what's cool. That? Yeah, that's food for thought. Um, what's your, okay, what's question, your second question? Yeah, second question is, well, um, starting podcasting, productivity tips, etc. guests all in one day, what would be your strategy for doing something? I suppose I'm literally seeing it <laughs> right now, I guess. So 
getting guests onto your podcast, yeah? Yeah. So one of the things that I would be focusing on is volume. Okay, because it, everyone has a busy agenda, especially at the moment. People are potentially a, bit, a little bit less busy or they're easily contactable because they're more online. And it is a volume game. So if you are reaching out to 10 people a week, you might get two responses, but at least then you've got two guests. And if you've got a weekly podcast, that's half the month done. And it is getting into the practice of having the right way to go about asking people and the right follow-up process for that. And the bigger the guest, the easier that you need to make it for them. Because, you know, when you reach out to someone, instantly they're thinking, right, I've now, I've now got to say yes to that. I've now got to schedule time for that. I've now got to get out of my diary and plan that. But if you make it easy for them to do that, give them, you know, the slot, the option, say, all you need to do is this, 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 this. It makes it so much easier. But it is definitely a volume game. So okay. look, and look, look to reach out to at least 10 people a week to potentially um, pick two. And just because someone says no, that doesn't mean that they are not going to come and join at a time that better suits them. Okay. And uh, what would you take more seriously? Would it be an email, a DM? what would you advise is the best way to approach people or was, would that just vary? It would vary. I would go for both. That sure. doesn't, you know, because myself, you know, a, a DM might be better, but then I have a process for that, which means obviously that would get forwarded to an email. So try both avenues. Um, secondly, as well, the most important thing is to introduce yourself as well, what it is that you do, what you'd like to talk about. And I, I would say it to, there is a right and a wrong way of doing it, okay? So the wrong way of doing it is, hey, I'd love for you to come on my podcast. And I get so many of those, hey, I'd love for you to come on my podcast. The answer is probably going to be no. The way that you should be approaching people is to focus on how much value that they've brought you, highlight some of that value, and just say, I, I know this is a big ask, but it would mean the world to me if you have the time to do this. I have these spaces available. Totally cool if not. And I just want to wish you the best of luck and to keep uh, killing at what it is that you're doing. That is the right approach to get somebody because you, they, you have highlighted that it is a burden for them. And this, and this is for me, like when I'm looking to get bigger guests, I know straight away that if I am trying to get a big guest on my podcast, that it is a burden to them. And it is a benefit to me and a disadvantage to them. So, in, and, and it's much easier when you've got a bigger following to get guests on because, of course, they look at it as a business opportunity. But when you're starting out, as I say, it's a volume game and it's the way that you place it is you're aware of it's a burden on them and you are trying to make it as easy as them and you'd appreciate if at all that they have the time that you can go on. As I said, two in 10 people say yes, but that's all you need to get two weeks worth of guests on. Yeah, perfect. That's dead on. Thank you very much, Jamie. Thank you ever so much. Okay. And next up, we have Oscar. Oscar, how are you? Oh, hang on a minute. You're on mute. Better. Oscar, how are Hello. you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? 
I'm very well, thanks, mate. If you just want to introduce yourself, who you're, where, where you're from, and what it is you do. Uh, my name's Oscar Lorenzi. I'm from Bracknell, UK, but currently based in Bahrain. And I run Baochi, which is my online coaching platform. We focus on the three points of health, the physical, the mental, and social. And I believe once people understand the fundamentals of these, how to manage these, then they can become the master of their own health and life gets a whole lot more fulfilling, exciting, happy, and positive. Love it, Oscar. What's your first question? My first question is, what is your best resource for continuing to learn as a personal trainer? Books, most certainly. Um, when it comes to a lot of mindset stuff, I, I do spend a lot of time reading and I spend a lot of time on medium.com. I find medium.com has some of the best blogs and information there is on the internet. It's mm. like it's like a social media app for the brain, and I find it uh, incredible. Audible, you find often a lot of active users on there. Um, there's a hundred, I think there's a hundred million now on there. Mm. Um, and and for me, you know, I'm not much of a blog writer, but I am very much a blog reader. And there are some incredible writers on Medium, which literally, you, you know, you get those blog posts that fire you up after you've read it. It's just like a whole collection of those. And I get so many ideas from other people because obviously a blog post is so much different to reading a book because most people will focus on a topic or a subject and then kind of decipher it. And that's one thing that I really love. They kind of take a book, find something that was interesting in the book and then kind of, you know, take, it's just book highlights and mindset highlights. And that's what I love so much. Yeah, really gets to the bottom of one of the components. Yeah, and then secondly, I like to invest in one or two courses a year. Uh, one, with my profession, as in it's going to help me with my business, and others that is a personal hobby or interest. Some great ones that I recommend are things like negotiation. There's a Chris Foss course on negotiation on masterclass.com. Lots of different things, because I'm, I'm, at the moment I'm reading a great book, um, and it's called The Art of Learning by Josh Waitskin. And it's really opened up my eyes to different professions and different ways of thinking, because obviously he used to be a chess champion when he was a kid, and then he moved into... Um, a lot of martial arts and, it, and obviously he talks about the the mindset behind it and that and it just it has just opened my eyes up that I'm very much focused on self-development and mindset books and I should be really focusing in other avenues as well to expand just the way that I see things yeah it's sick when you find books like that and just really really blow your mind <laughs> yeah Strike all right brilliant thank you um second question what uh what do you believe are the most valuable services a fitness professional can sort of offer the people during this pandemic? I think one of the most important things that people want in this lockdown period or at all online is to be heard, to be listened to and to be heard. Something I've said in the past is that so many people listen to respond they don't listen to understand and it just seems to be you know when you're having a chat with someone it's like 
it seems to be just a shouting competition. Uh, the best trainer and the most valuable trainer is someone who can listen to somebody's problems and maybe not always have an opinion. Um, sometimes as fitness professionals, it's kind of 50% professional, 50% therapist, but it's what people need. And I've had this in past, even with physical clients. You know, I've um, had female clients, I've male clients who have got 10 minutes into a session, they're having a shit session, and we've just binned it off and sat down for half an hour talking. And that's been, and they said, without a doubt, it's been one of their best sessions of the week because that's what they wanted. They wanted to be listened to, they wanted to be heard, and actually that's going to get them more progress by getting this right because transformation starts from the neck up. Very true. It's so profound. And it's good to hear from someone like you because for sure a lot of times you, I wonder how far you can sort of go as a personal trainer, as a sort of fitness professional. Can you sort of be the other half that people need rather than just the exercise? And I think I would personally think that's so important, almost more and more essential than the rest of it. It is indeed, you know, it's, I'd always, I was always focused on nutrition, training and mindset and it seems to be more than mindset because once you get the head right, everything else slots into place and most of my challenges, especially with my, you know, my fat loss challenges, most people get to the end of it and go, yeah, I've lost weight, but I've completely changed the way that I thought about things and that has come from just having a different approach to things that they normally would because they'd be focused on a plan, focused on the end instead of looking at this as a long-term thing. And that's something that I say when it comes to personal training and it comes to fitness. This is, this is something that you do until the day that you die. So it needs to be consistent. You need to get your head into the right game and think lo- so much more long-term with it. And this is where we're, you know, as fitness special, we should be focusing on habits, routines, and happiness. Yep, it's the holistic approach. It is indeed. And and, and, some, and unfortunately, you know, a lot of trainers, they look at it as kind of get the joysticks out, woo-woo shit, and it's not. It's not at all. You need to be focusing. As I said, you know, a lot of people don't like the word holistic, but it's just like, right, you watch the transformations, you watch physical and mental transformations that you get with your clients when you have that approach. It will completely change the game, not only for them, but for yourself as well, because the rewards that you get when you change the mindset of your clients is exponential. And this is coming from a, you know, coming from a person who used to prep people for stage shows. You know, a lot of people who get ready for stage shows, yeah, it's a great moment when someone jumps on stage in the shape of their life. But for a lot of competitive athletes, it's not very hard for them to get in shape because they're very good at following a plan to the letter. What is difficult for people is to not have that and then suddenly change their mindset on something that was stuck, you know, permanently in their head for decades. That is probably the most rewarding thing when that person suddenly clicks and changes. Yeah, the penny drops, things rearrange. Exactly. Yeah, awesome. And that's a large part of the message about you, so that's good to hear from a professional like you. So just for that, Jamie. Awesome. Thank you for coming on the Fit Pro Show, Oscar. Pleasure. And uh, last, but by no means certainly least, Sophie, how are you? Hi, Jamie. I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. If you just want to take some time to introduce yourself to the Fit Pro Show, who you are, where you're from, and what it is that you do. Hi, yeah, I'm um, Sophie Duke, and I'm from Coventry. Um, I'm a personal trainer, and um, I help individuals um, become 
stronger and happier um, through, through the power of weight training, also habit building and evidence-based nutrition. Love it, Sophie. What's your first question? Um, so obviously moving forward and, you know, whenever we come out of this um, COVID storm, how, how do you see the kind of one-to-one -one side in, in a gym? Um, do you see it thriving again or do you see it more going back online? I think those who, it's an interesting one because the reality is, is that people are going to realize one of two things that they didn't need a personal trainer or that they need one more than ever now. Because you're gonna have some people that will adapt to the change in maybe having an online coach doing a group program or just have failed miserably at that because there wasn't enough accountability there and that they need that coach in front of them. Either way, I think there's going to be a massive explosion in the third and fourth quarter if things do start going back to normal when it comes to one-to-one -one personal training because there's mm -hmm. going to be so many people that need that help and want different options in order to do that. And it's something that I've been saying to a lot of fitness professionals. You know, this first, first and second quarter of the year, plant your seeds. Okay, drop the value, get people to know you do what it is that you can build up your profile build up your audience because when things do start to go back to some kind of normal that's when the you know the seeds start to flower and uh, your business starts to grow mm -hmm. yeah definitely I mean I mean I'm doing as much as I can online it's not my uh, go-to I'm very much like the one-to-one -one personal you know I love doing that stuff but you know, we've got to adapt as best we can, um, you know, and, and I see it, like you said, like some people are loving the home workouts. I find it really, you know, um, useful, a lot more convenient, um, cheaper as well. Um, but then there's others that are just like the other spectrum, like I can't do this anymore. This sucks, you know. So, yeah, I guess it's, you know, you'll get the extremes. But yeah, yeah. cool. Um, and then secondly, um what would you say your number one, if you had to pick a number one digital product or tool um, that you would use to help your clients, whether that be, you know, the one-to-one -one facing basis or online, what would you suggest would be that go-to? I think there's lots of different ones. I couldn't put my finger on just one. Because, of course, you've got stuff that's going to help with their training. You've got stuff that's going to help with their nutrition. You've got some, some stuff that's going to help with their mindset. Of course, nutrition, my fitness power and calorie counter plus. When it comes to training, I'd be recommended, of course, one of my own apps uh, that I use to track and log with clients. When it comes to mindset, there's some great ones out there. There are things such as you know breathing apps i breathe i use which is fantastic there's meditation apps such as headspace which are fantastic and and calm uh, there's kind of therapy apps which are phenomenal there's one um that i used for a long time uh, called Yupa. brilliant mm -hmm. sort of an ai app and uh, another one that i use is grid diary so getting people you know i ask myself six questions every single evening at around 7 p.m and that's been a massive game changer for me, just writing down, you know, what did you do to contribute to your health today? What did you do to contribute to your wealth today? What did you do to contribute to your health today? What did you do to contribute to your happiness today? What triggered you today? And if anything did, what did you do about it? What are you going to do different 
tomorrow that you didn't do today? Six very simple questions when you ask yourself on a daily basis actually improves the next day because you've got something to focus on to make those improvements. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wicked. Yeah, definitely on the right track with them. So that's good. I've got a few of them. Uh, so yeah, cool. Brilliant. Thanks for that. Awesome. Sophie, thank you ever so much for coming on the Fit Pro Show. Yeah. Cheers, Jamie. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Well, ladies and gents, another action-packed Fit Pro Show. Really hope you enjoyed that. And I just want to say, if you haven't done so yet, I have seven incredible videos all about lead generation, which you can download for seven days for free by just clicking on the link in the show notes. Ladies and gents, thank you ever so much for tuning in to the Fit Pro Show this week, and I will see you again next week. <laughs>